Hey guys, you're welcome to the Be More with Olori podcast. Thank you for joining me again. And I know I say this every time, but it really means a lot to me that you actually listen in and all the comments and all the wonderful things that you send to me. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I'm your host, Olori Ajayi. For those who don't know and are just sort of tuning in for the first time, um, I'm just one lady in Lagos, Nigeria, just doing everything that God tells her to do. So thank you for joining me. And today I am so happy. I feel like today is one of the happiest podcast recording I can do because one of my top three people is here with me. Um, and it's a rare moment that we share because we only see once in, I don't know, maybe three, six months um, because of our schedules. But y'all should guess who's here. No, you don't have to guess she's here. Hi, PDDK. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy, honestly, that we're getting to do this because not just because the title is what I always sort of like to share mm-hmm. on, but because you are actually in the same position where... Mm. You know, I mean, the the title of today's episode is Stewarding a Vision Bigger Than You. Mm. And we know what that's like, right? Yeah. And I guess for me, um, and I won't assume that everybody who's listening in knows PDDK. So let me just explain who she is to me. Um, I think it's important that as we go along in life, you sort of recognize the covenant core relationships that you need to propel yourself and when you highlight them how you also treat that relationship is super important and i believe that i i didn't know her from anywhere she's not you know like there's some people you know since you were young i just met her like maybe two three years ago and she just came up in my radar you know and since then the lord has helped us to maximize the relationship when you have a covenant relationship you're not in need to be friends mm-hmm. let me just state that so right good, yeah. you know you're not in there to be friends you're there yeah. to maximize the assignment mm-hmm. that you've both been given absolutely so i feel like when you came to my life you showed me what was possible mm. you know and it's almost like you modeled to me what I could actually achieve if I gave it my best. Mm. And that meant so much to me. And since then, guys, look, you need to find your own. No, find your own. I'm telling you, pray them into your life. They wow. can come. Mm. That's how I did mine. I remember every time the Lord has sent me such relationships, it's because I just asked him for that next level person. Mm. And that is who PDDK is. Obviously, she's um, a mom of three. Let me start with the things that I just do even like thinking about because she doesn't look like a mom of tree all right she's a pastor of a local church she heads now when i counted them i'm pretty sure there were like five expressions you know that she has there's deborah's initiative for women there's ideation hub there's um um please help me immerse coaching no that one i need to introduce differently yeah that was a life transforming you know a platform on its Mm -hmm. own and you're not just a coach mm-hmm. like you know the rest say out there oh, i'm a coach you are someone who transforms lives mm-hmm. through the help of god he gives you what to do with their mindset he gives you what to do with their results and yeah. he says come on let's help them 100x this yes. it's not even a 10x matter mm. right and um that is who you are as a person and i'm not saying this because you know people say that about you this is my revelation of you mm. you know and I love you, you know, but we can't do this on this podcast. Let's Let's go back to, (laughs) (laughs) let's go back to why we're here. So tell me at the moments when, um, 
people get this vision because we're going to be helping them mm-hmm. through our experiences. What have you done in those times when God gave you something bigger than you? What did you do first? Mm, I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, for sure, it. for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I know that people sort of think, maybe my friends yeah. sort of think that I'm the sort of person who, when God says, hey, daughter, I want you to go ahead yeah. and do this for me. I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm also beaten. And no, that's not it. Yeah. I argue. Mm-hmm. I say what? That's <laughs> surely not how I thought my life should pan out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when I feel like God has started with these very exponential you know, dreams mm-hmm. that I don't feel like I measure up to, right. after that initial pushing it off mm-hmm. and you know, my own pattern is the moment I start to push it off, yeah. God begins to invade my mind. Right. I can't think about anything else. Everywhere I go, hmm. that's what I'm seeing. Hmm. I open a book, random pages, that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> People start to call me, put it in my inbox. People wow. start to DM me saying, you know, almost in the exact same words. Wow. Didi, you should think about doing this. Wow. Didi, I was reading this and it sounded just like you. Um, so when that begins to happen, he forces me to pay attention, right? right. And that's when all the emotional drama begins. I'm crying a lot. I'm saying I'm not strong enough for yeah, it. Yeah. And it's funny because I've been through that cycle several times. I know. And I'm sure God will be thinking by now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh but when God. I get past that moment, yeah. the next three most profound things that start to happen with me are in this order. Number one, I start to ask real questions like mm-hmm. why? Right. You know, I, I really now start to try to get into God's mind. If there's such a thing like, as right, that, right. I begin to, the moment I agree that I'm a partner mm-hmm. with him on this agenda, something mm-hmm. that matters to him, mm-hmm. and he's found me worthy, I yeah. start to ask, why me? Okay. And every time I've done that, mm-hmm. I sort of opened up a brand new layer I love it. of who I was, and I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to say this enough, mm-hmm. because I feel like, we, we can't afford to be profiled too early right. so that we don't box ourselves. Wow. Because our profiles can become our limitations. Mm. There is still so much that we're going to become Absolutely. Yeah, that we haven't even unveiled. Mm. And mm. it looks to me like one of God's famous pathways for opening up what is on your inside mm. but you haven't yet interacted with right. is by inviting you to something bigger than you. Clearly. Then starts to say, don't worry, <laughs> I put what I need on the inside wow, already. I love it. Even if you feel like hmm. you're not the woman for the job. That's the first thing that starts to happen. The second thing I start to ask is, who are you already doing this with? Mm. I'm such a stickler for modeling, right, and prototyping. And it's because in 2013, um, I had what might be one of the most, you know, powerful mental awakenings. Mm -hmm. It was some kind of encounter. I was going to work that morning, and God started talking to me about something he he wanted me to do. And I I think I replied sort of saying, that doesn't even sound very exciting. It doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like something no one has ever done, you know. And I was saying, that sounds a bit regular. And he said, I haven't called you to a life of doing stuff no one has ever done. Wow. I've only asked you to do anything I ask you to do mm-hmm. in the way only you can. Right. Because this isn't a competition. Mm. We are on this stringed uh, value chain of the project called humanity. Yeah. Whatever the Lord is doing, whatever he's putting in our hearts, actually didn't start with us. No. 
And it's really important for us to know that because there are people who said no to God because they say things like other people are doing it. You know, what do you need me for? People are doing it. But if he's calling you to do something, it's because there's a territory that is not covered Hmm. and there's a unique grace and gift that you have. So the second thing I start to do is, who have you started to do this with? Is there any model anywhere? Right? And of course, it starts to show me parts of, the work that they haven't covered but right. i always like to see what has been covered so when the firebrand movement started my first argument with god was i don't even know enough about the holy spirit why would you say hmm. you're sending me to, to 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 show the body of christ who the holy spirit is i'm like i don't even know him that much then he says then get to know him let's wow. get on that journey and the moment he started to say firebrand hmm. i just started to google and and check out if anything had been reading about it hmm. and that's how i found a brother in uganda hmm. who was hmm. running a firebrand movement uganda. you know so i'm like okay i've got a sibling in this commission ah. so that's the second thing i start to do hmm. uh the third thing i start to do is spy in the land hmm. right this is what differentiates visionaries from the hustlers and the rebels tell us more right um, what we have going on in our, our dispensation is a prophetic similitude of a different generation that you find in scripture. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is so phenomenal that the closer you look at it, the more it opens up in your heart. Mm-hmm. We are what you can call the transiting or transitioning generation. Okay. And we are bearing a prophetic... So this generation bears a prophetic similitude with a generation in scripture. Mm. And it's so interesting that the closer we look at it, the more we can draw powerful insights Mm. that can shape how we respond Mm. to what God is doing in our own generation and in this decade, especially on the continent of Africa. So what you find is these guys, the nation of Israel, came out of enslavement from Egypt, got into the wilderness because God needed to grow them Mm. to become the people who could handle the enthronement and the promise, right? And that's what's going on right now. The moment uh, they caught that vision of the good land that God had reserved for them, even though there were giants in them Mm. and uh, the odds were stacked against them in that sense, but based on the promise, Moses says, guys, I'm going to appoint leaders of each of the tribes of israel to go and actually spy out the land Mm -hmm. now i feel like this is where many uh prospective visionaries who can partner with god on a very mighty epic thing Mm -hmm. uh sort of fail because when we start to get an epic assignment an exponential vision something bigger than us Mm. we get excited and feel like we've been picked because we're special we've not been picked because we're special Mm. we've been picked because there's an investment Mm. of god on our inside Mm. and there's actually a process Mm -hmm. that releases that gifting and that grace and that investment. And that moment you're getting a vision, it's important to say that you're not the only one getting that vision. Actually, you know, I didn't know this Mm. for a while. So Mm. that moment you're getting a vision, it's an invitation to a vacancy in the spirit. There are other people who also you know have the similar skills competencies person specifications in the spirit Mm. and your response is what gives you the first mover advantage and people have to know this because that's why you you stall so long on an idea and Mm. then you're walking down the street Mm. someone has done it exactly Mm. so the third thing i begin to do is spy in the land right and this is now the process of really getting my mind Mm -hmm. engaged with that vision 
this is how imaging begins yes. to recondition yes. your subconsciousness because whenever you are interacting with an exponential vision right. you might have a knowing of what it can be in your conscious knowledge yes. but there is a subconscious uh, conditioning and thinking that can resist it mm -hmm. because it's new to you mm -hmm. and what your subconscious has stored is you know patterns of your historical journey mm -hmm. what you've seen in the past mm -hmm. so if this vision is exponential it's likely you haven't seen it mm. it's likely you haven't tasted mm. it and that's why the resistance and the objections will be up in your mind yes. about if it was possible and if you had what it took to accomplish it mm. so when you begin to spy the land you start to allow your mind become you know literally serenaded yes. with the thoughts yes. with similar thoughts like yes. the ones that god has mm. till you are now one with it mm -hmm. and until you rise in your mind mm -hmm. to that possibility it's tough for you to begin to do the groundwork but what people try to do is they get a vision they feel excited they feel special and they're thinking <laughs> they're the next significant billionaire yeah. on the african continent mm. so they get a logo open a website mm. uh, get a small team mm. create a business card mm. and start to you know talk about it on instagram wow. and god is basically saying hey mm. hold up you, we're not even sure it's going to be you yet wow, wow, wow. right so spying the land is i'm researching i'm interning i'm keenly observing i'm analyzing the trends i'm looking at it closely i'm asking what has been done in the past i'm understanding that industry i'm paying keen attention so i give you an example as i begin to tie this up people get called to fix the pressing challenges on the African continent. Right. And they think it's just a flowery, colorful, imaginative mm. stuff. Mm. They don't understand the African heritage. Right. They don't understand the nature of the crisis. <sighs> they don't even know these 12 systems of influence. Mm. They don't know what has been done in the past. Mm. They haven't really mm. uh, unbundled mm. the industries and the unique challenges or dynamics right. and right. the gatekeepers right. you don't even know where you've been sent to mm. how are you going to know when you get there mm. so spying the land is one big preparation that grows your mind to begin to think the thoughts of god and to begin to distill that vision mm. into you know buckets of actions that you yes. can begin to take now yes. yeah so those are my first three, three things. Yeah, things that i begin to do you know, it's amazing. I had like 10 questions as you were speaking and, I, and I'll just reel them out as I can and then you answer as you can. How mm -hmm. about that? Okay. Sounds good. Now, the first thing I'm thinking is how do I expand my mind? But you've sort of touched on it that, you know, you must begin to release yourself to maybe like the... If it was a sector and you were called to agriculture for whatever reason yes. and all that. So you begin to dig deep and start to look at different things. Yes. Now, here's where I'm going. Where is the place of somebody higher than you? Now, when I say higher than you, not even just a mentor. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like in the spiritual sense, mm -hmm. helping your mind grasp the enormity mm -hmm. like what you do for me. Mm -hmm. To say, Uri, what you're about to step into is not child's play. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk about all the on top things. Let's go to the root things yeah. that must be done for yeah. you to execute an exponential vision. Yes. One of them must, you know, also be that, is there really a need for me to have somebody who will lift me up? Yes. Is there a need? I love that so much. Can so I do much. it alone? So much. <laughs> I love it. So, um, is there a need for someone to lift me up? absolutely absolutely because any significant assignment from god mm. 
to a man to be executed on the earth mm. is primarily, fundamentally, and significantly spiritual. Mm. And if that is so, it means its accomplishment must, must yield itself to spiritual protocols. Right. There are spiritual protocols. There are things that God honors mm. and will not be broken, mm. right? And I feel like this is such a game changer mm. that... Hmm. Those who go far, those who those who go far, go those who go fast. fast. Kind of thing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. You see, I see some people ticking all the right boxes yes. in the flesh. Yes. But I can almost tell. I'm telling you. Where the thing is waiting for it's them. It's waiting for them. In that sense. <laughs> Nario is, is honestly. Ah, gosh, honestly, It's a fast and far thing. Exactly. You know, it's really that. And I'm so glad because that leads me to the next question. How important is it to hear God with this exponential? Ah, Let me explain what I'm not okay. saying. I'm mm. not saying how important is it to pray? Mm-hmm. How important is it to fast? All those ones. I'm saying that you begin to enter depth with God where he's intimate with you, dropping his assignment mm-hmm. in your heart. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I felt the weightiness of something exactly. just now. How important is it? Uh, that's critical. You know, the reason is critical. Olori is actually not because we want to maintain a line of communication with God. Exactly. It's actually not. Hmm. That's not the big deal. Hmm. Because um, there is a way you can open up an atmosphere hmm. that facilitates drawing the thoughts yes, of God. 100. Yeah. Whoosh. So, and that's why he that said good. that um, hmm. it is the, you know, it is God's glory to conceal a matter. And it's the glory of kings oh, yeah. to unveil. unveil it, to draw it out. And, and that was why in, the, in Proverbs, it yes. was also saying that wisdom mm. is resident in the heart of a man, like mm. deep waters. Mm. Or, or uh, counsel is, is like deep waters, mm. and it takes a wise man to draw, to it, draw out. it out. So here's what I'm saying. When I'm even thinking about hearing God, walking with God, mm. I'm not just talking about those powerful Spooky, moments. you know, spiritual yeah, 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 where he invades your mm. mind. Mm. He shows you pictures. Mm. They're entry points into your spirit. The reason I know that this is not enough is it is mm. possible for you to step into a soaked meeting mm. and all the portals are open mm. and it's not a reflector of your own personal oh, spiritual wow. discipline. Wow. So... Hearing God isn't just about those moments. Mm. The reason it's important to keep this exciting, you know, koinonia Mm. with the Lord Mm. is really because if you've been sent on a spiritual assignment, even Mm. if you're going to execute it through any of the systems, whether it's governance Mm. or it's education or it's sports or entertainment or family or fashion or religion, whatever... Mm. Even if you're going to execute it and give it corporate sense, mm-hmm. if it's a spiritual mandate, you'll be spiritually attacked. Wow. If you don't work with God, and I see this thing happen, hey. people don't even understand why they're getting attacked. Because she's just thinking, I'm just a money coach. Hmm. But what you are trying to do is hijack people yes. from the oppression yes. of deprivation and poverty. Wow. Do you understand? Wow. Which is a place of delight for the enemy territory. He wants to keep them in darkness. He wants to keep them in subjugation and enslavement, right? And you're just thinking about yourself. I just need to get certified, Hmm. take a few coaching courses and finish my ICANN and then Hmm. be a CFA or whatever. And 
so you feel like you've picked the great idea from God. So the first big reason is, of course, the communication, mm. right? It's important to hear, to hear so yes. that you're accurate. Fantastic. Right. But you must persist in koinonia so that he who has sent you mm. also preserves you. Hey, my people. That's a big, big hey. reason. And then a third big reason is because for a divine vision, the supply system is different. Yes. It's super different. It's super, super You went different. to the question. Oh, come It's super on. different. Ugh. So if you get a vision and you start to run on your own, ha. you're going to miss out on the kingdom funding Aye. that has already been paid for that assignment. Right? And the funny thing, Olori, is hmm. you cannot legislate for God yeah. when he's going to speak to you. Absolutely. You can't say, meet me at quiet time, 7 yes. to 8.30 in the yes. morning. Yes. He wants constant fellowship, yes. constant communication. Yes. So, mm. one of the most important intelligences mm. of my generation in this decade is the ability to host you know, the presence of God. Make a habitual practice habitual. of the presence of God. Very, very key. So I'm going in the car and I know what happens when there's a rumbling and God is trying to have a conversation with me. You've got to know that. So you, you have to be yeah. discern you discernment. You, you, you need discernment to walk with the Lord. You don't just need discernment to live and know, I know when, the devil is... when the devil is trying to, or if a friend is fake <laughs> and will bring drama, or if you should buy that property. Hey, can you hear? You need discernment to walk with wow. the Lord. You're going and you all of a sudden start to feel. And God doesn't just, um, he doesn't say everything he's speaking. Oh, yeah. Right? Ooh. He's speaking, but he's not saying all of it. Wow. So sometimes he's dropping clues. Wow. You, you find you're feeling a certain way. Yeah. Or you find that, you know, your heart is pulled in a certain way. It's, he's dropping clues. Mm. It's discernment to back off a bit mm. and say, what's this pattern here? Mm. It looks like every time I'm about to get this kind of instruction, I just all of a sudden start to feel this way in my body, right? Or I'm worshiping. You have to know when you want to leave, but he doesn't want you to leave. Yes. And you're just getting pulled back. You're thinking in your mind, I have a to-do list. Today's really <laughs> full. What are you doing? But you stay there. Yeah. So those are big reasons. You want to be preserved mm. from attacks. Yes. You want to be able to access yes. the provision coefficient mm. of that vision that he's giving to I you. I love it. Final thing we're going to talk about before we, we wrap up this um, episode. You mentioned something that I feel a lot of us want to fit ourselves into the existing supply mm. that Cosmos gives us mm. to execute a supernatural assignment. Yep. And you just said there is actually a distinct separate supply absolutely given to you absolutely. if you are to fulfill yep. an agenda that is bigger than you. Mm -hmm. Tell me these templates as per... What I've seen also is that, I mean, I'm speaking for myself now. How do you not feel uncomfortable when it looks like everyone is going left? But you know, this is not my own template. Yes. My template is right. Yes. You've actually answered the question. Okay. Because what I wanted to say to you, Lori, or, or to say to the amazing people that we're um, you know, sharing with, mm -hmm. is that the reason we really don't know how to navigate God's supply system is because in the African culture, mm. the money conversation is an uncomfortable conversation. Very true. And that has been carried into um, how we operate the kingdom. What I mean by that is, mm. if something is so distant from your reality, mm. you don't know how to interact with it. Right. 
people who have navigated God's supply system mm. don't share it. Mm. So what has been modeled is actually not a, a true reflection of what that supply system means. Mm. What we think about God's supply system is what is shown by pastors right. who asked us to sow um, you know, money, cars, houses uh, for the work and they sort of get prospered by it. Mm. So when we think about God's sovereign wealth or mm. God's supply system, mm. we many times are thinking about a person who doesn't have a day job but lives in a better house than all his church right, members. Right. So you're sort of saying, mm, oh. <laughs> I don't know about this yeah. thing. I'm not yeah. really sure about not this sure. thing. I'm not sure, <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's not God's supply system. Hmm. So because we do not have models and um, you know, we don't have human expressions of these scriptural templates that we can look at, yes. we almost doubt if he exists. Mm -hmm. And the closest we often see, and maybe people in scripture, mm -hmm. this guy who stayed back in the land when there was famine, right. and you're thinking, well, how do I know if there's famine in my own industry? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not an agricultural, uh, agricultural uh, setting anymore. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the first thing is, we really don't know what it looks like. So mm -hmm. we don't know how to believe for it. For it. We don't know how to believe for it. Um, a few things I can say, about God's supply system is the the supply is activated when the work begins. Absolutely. But don't make don't get it mixed up. Okay. The supply is not uh, how do I money say money coming it? in. It's not money coming in oh, because of the work. Okay. So people think about God's supply system in terms of um, uh, cash and kind. Cash and kind. <laughs> you know, value for value. So if God tells me to go into the education sphere mm. and begin to deliver corporate training for organizations, I basically start to make my multiplications, thinking that, oh, thank you, Lord, for this great idea. Okay, if I'm able to train 1,000 individuals who pay me 150,000, do you see? So you are multiplying, you're doing those calculations. You're like, ah, oh, thank you, God. And it's like, what's up with you? <laughs> what's that about, really? I could give you that in a moment, yeah. in a moment, right? Wow. And until we flip this understanding, what we'll continue to miss <laughs> is how to actually access the supply because hmm. we access the supply by obedience. Hmm. And oftentimes what you ask us, what you require our obedience of will negate the calculations we've made for our income goal. Clearly. So imagine he said to you, I want you to, you know, to radicalize the fashion industry mm. i want you to deliver design mm. logistics and advisory mm. in that value chain mm -hmm. for 1000 female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in africa mm -hmm. because i'm the one putting this creativity in their mm -hmm. hearts and i want you to raise them for me mm -hmm. you're like exciting so he gives you this whole <laughs> consulting fashion consulting framework you are excited you've you've not heard a thing like this you're like gosh we have the answers oh, and you're getting ready to launch your first course hmm. so you can charge for it and it's like hey hold up hold up um, so I'm sending you to so-so state or so-so country, get me 500 and trade them for free. Then you're like, stop it. You tell me to quit my job, I quit my job. You tell me to stay at home for three months to hear you, I stayed at home. Now you're telling me I should launch out, but I shouldn't charge. Wow. Because we've boxed God's supply system oh. to be a value man, response man, for the value man, that we give. Man, man. This has just set someone free, I can feel I'm it. telling you. So... Ooh. 
I, I know that there are people who sort of say things like monetize your skill, monetize your knowledge, and it's great. And I don't want to shake the table an industry standing on because that's not my goal this afternoon. But I'm saying to you that the economy we have been called into Come on. is an entirely different it's one. It's so different. It's so, 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 so different. Ooh. So we start the work to trigger this supply, but the supply is not value for value in terms of, I guess, get paid because I delivered a valuable service. Does that mean that in the kingdom we don't charge for services? We do. We do. We absolutely do because our, our work is worthy of, of the value we want to receive from it. But when we keep that understanding, it helps us serve the kingdom agenda beyond Naran Kaba, beyond mm. dollars. Right? So it's activated when we begin the work. And um, so that's the first thing about <laughs> it. The second thing about it is we must actually open ourselves to an abundance. Two types of uh, thinking actually trigger the supply system. Three, apologies. Mm -hmm. Three kinds of mindsets uh, trigger the supply system mm -hmm. of the kingdom. The first is an abundance mindset. Definitely. That, you know, acknowledges mm. the vastness, mm. the endlessness mm. for real. Mm. And you can't step into an abundance mindset until you really have a revelation of the God who sent you. People don't have a revelation of God. Come on. You know, we are in such a religious relationship with God and we just think it's, it's just bread and butter type stuff. Un until you understand him as the Lord wow. of the heavens and the earth, Honestly, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. Honestly. So abundance is triggered by a revelation of who sent you. And that's a whole journey on itself. Honestly speaking. Because church has done a disservice for mm. too many decades. Mm. You know, teaching people about a God mm. that is stingy, mm. that just rewards you to the degree mm. of your faithfulness. Mm. If God ever invades you with a gift, it's bigger than what you worked for all the time. Which is why your car is not a testimony. Thank you. Your house, your house, your visa is not a testimony. It's it's not a testimony. It's a norm. It's a norm in the It's just standard in the kingdom. So an abundance mindset is key. Our generational mindset is key to unlock the supply system of heaven. The moment you start to build for the future, you start to build with the next generation in mind. You get God's attention. Guys, you are paying for this episode. Oh, and you, you, you're you're going to pay. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to I miss Evie this morning. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so when you start to build... With a generational mindset, you get God's attention. You like super, super get him. It's like, what? Someone is thinking beyond themselves, hey. right? So you have to take a second look at what you are doing, what you have been giving, and how you are servicing Not it. as work. Not as work. <laughs> as an opportunity to partner and build, Actually. to create an infrastructure that can house the next generation. So you've got to think beyond yourself and your children. You've got to think about the communities. You've got to begin to imagine, what am I leaving for the person who is five years old today? What's going to happen in the next decade? Mm -hmm. And that long-term view changes how you operate. Mm -hmm. You see, I have, I've, I've actively been in ministry mm -hmm. since 2003, mm -hmm. but we started in Lagos in 2010. In the last 10 years, I say without equivocation mm. that I've given free stuff to the to the value of millions of naira. Oh of course. Again and again and over again. And over. You see, and the reason is because as God gives me life and strength, I want to be here for the long haul. Absolutely. Right? 
how I think and about useful my, for the long and haul. useful for the long haul and relevant for the long haul. So how I think about my role and my assignment is, is in the direction of a willingness to grow with this generation. So that when they step into enthronement, they're looking at me as the person who got them there. They're looking <laughs> at me as their kingmaker. And at that time, they don't, they don't give me transactional value. Absolutely. They give me a transformational, transformational wealth. 100. Right? They don't, they don't say, oh, thank you yes. for the course I bought. Yes. It's 100,000. Take that. No. Mm. They say, you, 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 you grew with me. You brought mm. me here. Mm. And now that I'm a king myself, mm. I'm handing you half of my vast mm, estates mm, do mm. you see hmm. so that generational mindset the wow. third is a covenant mindset 100 we've often thought about covenant from the point of view of right of responsibility mm. consecration ha ah, what does me i must not which is not a bad thing but it's not balanced mm -hmm. Covenant is a partnership and an agreement that has rights and responsibilities. Hmm. So a covenant mindset that unlocks God's supply system is a right is an understanding of the rights that you have because you're in partnership with God. And it, it changes how you negotiate. So when the Lord starts to send me on assignments, I have the conversations like you're my father. I have access to everything you have. I'm going to be needing this for yeah, the work. Yeah. You know, so you are going to have to sort this out for me. To the, the to the point of caregivers. Yes. I'm yes. going to need this and I'm going to need them in this, you know, degree and yeah. to this yeah, yeah. To the degree of the persuasion that I require from decision makers, my spouse, my family, just everything because I have rights. And the understanding that God isn't just a slave master who is throwing me to the deep end, just leaving me to figure it out, changes how I access what he has supplied. And I've seen this again. Hey. Look at what, what happened. I won't go into the details, but you had to make a trip. Yeah. And you said, okay, God, I will go. Very I want to do but I need this, 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 XYZ. this. I have access to what oh. you have. And he did Same it to the day. letter. Same day. Same day. <laughs> and then... More so and that more. abundance thing is right. Yeah, it, it it's all in oh, one. Gosh. It's an all in one yes. thing. You don't do covenant and not do abundance. Exactly. You have not worked Ex that means right. You haven't gotten it. You haven't gotten it. Which is where a lot Ooh, of people. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are there. Guys, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. So good. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? You are the woman for the job. You yes. are the man for the job. Don't worry about it. Don't even think about the fact that, mm. you know, this is something you feel not qualified for. Mm. Just enter into those three things that PDDK just mentioned, the abundance mindset. Understand that you're in a covenant with a God who is not a slave wow, master. So Please understand that wow. so that you can enter the supply, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then be transgenerational. And be trans transgenerational. Yeah. That one is my take home for today yeah. because even I have walked in that in an unconscious manner. Mm -hmm. And then I need to just put that now at the forefront, forefront of my consciousness on purpose. Yes. On purpose. So, guys, wow. thank you so much again. I am super grateful that. You guys are just chilling with me every week now. It's almost like, hey, you know, something is happening and I'm like, what's going on with this weekly, you know, podcast? But it's fine. We're here for it. And I just want you to know if you don't have a coach, if you are saying, no, I don't even know how to navigate this. I'm not selling anyone's market, but I'm selling PDDK's market every day, all day, any day. Okay. So she's just not a life coach. She will help you. You don't want to change. 
transform that's mm, what you need yep. transformation is different all right so she's just opened um the immerse inner circle i believe it's your uh, next batch uh, next yes, batch is just yes, open it's, it's fantastic running, so yeah. it's running right now for 15 for fi- to, 15th of May, to the 15th sorry, of march, march. You know, so if you feel like you want to hear more on what you've just heard, please, please, please go and sign up for the Immerse Inner Circle, which you can find on Instagram as Immerse Coaching, or you can go to her personal page, Debola Deji Kurumi. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. God bless you and have a tremendous week.